I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all the podcasts, and welcome to a brand new Nerd Alert. This week, we are going to dive well into the future, all the way to about 12 months out. Uh, I know, it's crazy. Uh, we're we're going to take a deep dive into the movies of 2023. I know you're saying, but but Obi-John, it's, it's only January. Yes, I know. We're going to take you on a magical journey through time to look ahead at all the movies coming out this year so we can figure out what's worth spending all day in the car getting to and what can we can just wait for for streaming and everything in between. But to do that, first of all, to help us get somewhere else in time and space, perhaps via a DeLorean, it might be a little crowded because there's three of us. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Doc. I'd buy that for a dollar. Which, which which part of that would you buy for a dollar? I I don't know. I just the buy whole thing. It. Okay, I'd, okay. I'd, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> the greatest punchline with no setup in the history of cinema. <laughs> yeah, accurate. That's definitely accurate. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and last but definitely not least, I changed things up this week. I know. Uh, he's the man who keeps the nerd in the Tut Nerdy TV network. He's here to learn you something, whether you want it or not. Ladies and gentlemen, Commander Scott. Um, so what if I were to tell you that, uh, and you may, you may know this, Obi John, um, but I just learned this here recently and I found it interesting. If I were to tell you that the AFM, the American Federation of Musicians, um, uh, actually, uh, 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 um, uh, filed lawsuits against and um, openly campaigned uh, against the movie industry. For what reason? Well, was this recent? No, this is not okay. recent. I'm, I'm sure there were there have been lawsuits recently because of movie, you know, song rights and stuff. I'm sure, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about like a. Uh, a concerted like the you know the, the 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 whole of the AFM, the American Federation of Musicians, like as a like a, a concerted effort, openly campaigned against the movie industry, just all together, not over just like the rights of a song, like hey the AFM's getting involved, they've got their people. No, 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 we're talking about you know against movies, uh, and and actually I'm talking about around 1926. Oh, apparently in, 
in in night around around uh, the 1920s mm-hmm. and stuff, the American Federation of of, of musicians uh, uh, actively waged war against talkies movies. Oh. Yep, I was just gonna say that that year is uh, pretty important for film. So yeah, and the reason being. Docs, like I said, I'm sure Roby John knows about this because of you know what uh, he, he he's educated in all this stuff. Um, but but why would you think that that they would be against talking in movies? <clears throat> because they were on the radio and they had uh, a monopoly on their voices, I guess you could say, being heard, versus people on screen just being seen. I, I can see why you would say that. That would make sense. But actually, no. It's because in the early ni- early to mid-1920s, and actually before that, of course, you know, movies, of course, were silent and everything. And um, um, around the mid-1920s, theaters, and I'm assuming this country, I'm going off of an article here. Uh, that doesn't give me like specific things, but I'm, I believe it's the, the 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 numbers here are for just for the U.S. Employed around twenty two thousand musicians. Oh, yep. because they were in the theater pits because mm-hmm. they provided the music uh, for the movies that you heard, ah. and uh, also for the vaudeville acts that would would play between the movies. Uh, and when talkies came in, uh, they were campaigning against them. And they honestly thought they 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 honestly thought that once once there was no more live music, you know that that people would actually stop going to theaters. That was kind of one of their arguments, and that proved to be not true because um, uh, attendance figures in a four year period from 1926 to 1930 rise from 50 million attendees a week to 90 million uh, attendees a week. It almost doubles. Um. And uh, during the this is all, of course, during the height of the Depression uh, and everything and uh, the new technology to, to for theaters to input in, to implement sound with their movies to play the sound that came with the movies and stuff cost at the time anywhere between nine and fifteen thousand dollars, which was mm-hmm. a cost savings because a 15 piece orchestra at the time would 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 run them close to fifty thousand dollars a year to pay the musicians. So they openly campaigned against it because it was going to put musicians out of work. It was going to just 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 kill the music industry uh, and and everything. They didn't want it uh, for obvious reasons. They wanted to be paid. However, uh, one thing that was really interesting was in 1927, uh, the AFM uh, uh, local branch in St. Louis actually uh, uh, had two successes against talkies. Um, the union had so much power in St. Louis that they were able to win seven weeks with full pay for their musicians. And because the films were using sound already, the musicians didn't actually play anything. They literally just showed up and got paid. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then there in 1928, many AFM locals tried to emulate that, that and they, they didn't quite work. Strikes were held in Des Moines, Omaha, Seattle, Chicago, as well as a plethora of other places. Uh, the AFM convention of 1928 was held in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, mm. and, and the impact of talking pictures was the main topic. Uh, the strategy from the AFM was not based on workers' solidarity, 
but a heavily financed PR campaign to convince audiences of the superiority of live music over what they called at the time canned music in the film soundtrack. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, a 2% tax on AFM members uh, was, was levied, and the proceeds went to a theater defense fund, which by the end of 1928 stood at $1.5 million. Uh, ads were bought in newspapers, magazines, billboards. Literally, at the end of the 20s, they launched a concerted campaign against talking talking pictures. Uh, obviously, it didn't work because and we, the public said, didn't give a shit. You nope. Know, they're like, hey, these people can talk, and we can understand them, and we can hear them, and we can actually have acting and 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 well, and, well, <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch, but yeah, we can hear them when they talk now. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, I th- I found that funny that that musicians yeah uh, at the time uh, of talking pictures uh, uh, were the biggest lobbyists or the the biggest one of the largest lobbyists against talking pictures. Well, that's a fun bit of, of trivia to to throw at your friends is silent movies were never silent. No, uh, there was always a, at least a piano or some kind of musical accompaniment. Something. I mean, when, when when the film would make its rounds from theater to theater, they would send sheet music for the local theater musicians to know what to play and when to play and when their cues were. And but, uh, which is interesting now because we're kind of in the trend. We're kind of getting back into that. But it's like, you know, like you go with the um, uh, the Bowling Green Theater and I know Louisville's done a bunch of them where you watch the film and then the music is played by an accompanying band. Like that's be- that's sort of making a comeback. Like you know, everyone's not doing it, but it's like a special event kind of thing. Um, we saw Ghostbusters performed live in in Bowling Green a few years back, uh, which is it's awesome when you're watching a movie, especially a movie you know and love already, to just like sit and listen to the music, yeah, the music. Uh, play live in front of you. Yeah, yeah. I I attended Nicole and I attended something many many years ago that was a like a traveling kind of a show. It wasn't a movie. Like mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, where the all the music was done live, um, it was a it was a Star Trek show. Oh, and it was it was basically the music of Trek. Okay, uh, and basically think of it like a it was a full orchestra concert of you know the popular uh, instrumental the the music of Trek, uh, and playing on the screen behind them was usually the 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 accompanying scenes. From the movies and TV shows mm-hmm. and stuff that, that that corresponded to the music that was being played, but the focal was the music. We weren't watching like the motion picture start to beginning with the music of that being played. It was it spanned all the movies and all the series at the time and stuff. It was a good little show. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fun. Everything old is new again. But speaking of old and new again. Uh, that's my beautiful segue into, hey guys, 2023 is just getting started and that means a whole year of going to the movies. A whole year. A whole year. We got a whole slate of, of, eh, not all, not all. It's a healthy (laughs) portion, but not all. Uh, We got a whole whole slew of movies just waiting to entertain us. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to break down the 2023 theatrical release window. So there are some things on here that, that may not be on here because they're coming to streaming. Um, some of these may end up going to streaming. I don't know. But as of the time of this recording, these are the films coming out in theaters 
in 2023. Uh, and not all of them, because there's a, you know, every year there's a million movies. These are like your, your sort of more mainstream films. There's a, a few thrown in here. Uh, there's a few that I'd never heard of and I had to kind of look up. Um, but that's part of the fun of the show. So we're just going to go through chronologically and talk about what's coming out and we're gonna talk about the movie itself some we may spend more time on than others uh because there are some things we know more about them than others and then we're gonna give everything our our final ultimate review of i can't wait to go see it i'll wait for it on streaming or i don't give a shit about that that's our big three criteria right there uh so first up uh, a movie that will already be in theaters by the time this hits your ears. Uh, January 6th, we have Megan. I thought she was with Jay. <laughs> no, no, sorry, sorry. This is not the amazing woman who runs Nutmeg's Bakery in Lansing, Iowa. This is Megan, the talking, uh, artificial intelligent, cybernetic killer doll. Um... It's, it's not Chucky. It's uh, it's it's Chucky. Megan. It's, it's Chucky. It's, no, 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 no. It's it's not well, Chucky. It's 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 a girl, so it's different. So one of the interesting things about Megan, just looking at the poster that that gets me, mm-hmm. is uh, the um, uh, oh shit, what's it called? Maybe um, Uncanny Valley of the Doll's Face. Yeah. Yes, the Uncanny Valley. Yeah, she is. She is right there on that threshold of the Uncanny Valley. Isn't she? I feel like that's intentional. Yeah. Yeah. She's a very, very creepy face. Yes. Um, Yeah, I don't care about this movie. Uh, If you saw the Child's Play remake, it's that movie. Only it's it's a kid's sister instead of a My Buddy now. My Buddy. And it's... My Buddy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I I said streaming, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Like, I, I... I was like, if if I wanted to watch it, I would watch it and wait for streaming. I'm not going to go spend money in a theater to go see this. Fair enough. Scott? I I, I don't know. I'll, I'll see this in streaming. I'm not going to a theater to see this. Um, but that, that being said, I don't go to a theater to see it a lot. Um, I'll go to the theater to see Star Trek The Motion Picture. But I don't know if I'll go to the theater. <laughs> Anytime and every time it's playing. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, you know, the killer doll. First of all, I'm a I'm a I'm a big you know original Child's Play fan just because I love um, Brad Dorif. He is awesome. Oh yeah, and and, and everything. Uh, but I am I am I am interested. I'm I'm um, I'm intrigued. If this uh, popped up on Shutter. You'd give it a watch. If this will pop up on Shutter, I will give it a watch. Okay. I, I agree with that hundred percent. Just because the, the the creepiness of that that poster. <laughs> um, and and it's not just the poster, right? Like mm-hmm. if you look at that poster, that that poster is great from a from a compositional uh, aspect because it's not just Megan. Like obviously she is she is front and center, she's in focus, but we've got that other face that is is in the foreground that is out of focus. Mm-hmm. That that's what Megan is looking at. She's not looking at the camera. She's looking at that face, and that face is looking at somebody off camera. So that face is oblivious to what's going on with Megan. And I love a poster that tells a story. I love everything about the composition of this poster. And right now, it whoever put this poster together is making me want to watch the film. <laughs> All right. Well, then moving on, uh, a movie I put on here mostly just for Scott. 
Um, we all love a good kaiju movie, right? But sometimes the kaiju run too much amok. Um, run amok too much? Run to amok. And you got to call somebody in to deal with them. And when you do, who you call? Ultraman. So the follow-up to Shin Godzilla coming out June, uh, sorry, January 11th, Shin Ultraman. Um, so is is this the one that you had on your list as as Shum Ultimat Ultimar? Yeah, so Scott tried reading my handwriting, so there Shum. may be some alternate titles on this list. Yeah, too. Shum Ultimar. I'm good with Shum Ultimar. Uh, I, I am up for anything that gives us more Ultraman. Uh... Um, I, I I didn't even know this was a thing, considering the poster is all in Japanese. Is it even getting a U.S. release? I don't know. What's y- yes, it, it it is. Uh, I just don't think it's gotten much. I, I think it's going to be like a limited release kind of thing. Well, that just doesn't seem good at all. Sorry. Um, this 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 was not on the list I was given. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it is. Hold well, on, because I didn't look it up. So, because okay. I looked up a lot of That's movies. Okay. I've never seen Ultraman, and I don't know if this is one to start with. So I'm going to wait for Scott oh. to tell me if I should watch. Yeah, it I don't. Not. I don't know about start. Well, once again, I have to see it to see if it's something you actually want to start with or not. But yeah, it's fair it, enough. January 11th, Wednesday. The the link that was sent to us. It's it's right there. She and Ultraman. Now, now, Jay, that that. Well, it, wait a minute. It's it's not bold. I'll give you it's that. It's not bold. And it's I bold. I checked. I sent a text message while I was doing my research. Because, John, I did my research. I appreciate that, Jay. I did research. I watched as many trailers as I could find, and I IMDB'd the crap out of a lot of these other ones. Thank you, Jay. But I was told. I waited for like an hour and a half for a response text to, which ones are we doing? And I just kept going through them, and then I said, because I'm doing the ones in bold, and the response I got back was, yeah, the ones in bold. That one's not in bold, John. Jay, (laughs) I told you I fell asleep. That one's not in bold, though, is it? I don't know. I wrote down my own list, so... Oh, see? Yeah. Okay, so now I'm getting spread misinformation. I see how... No, no, that was the list I wrote. I, I, I scrolled through that list, and I was like, oh, that'd be fun to talk about. That'd be fun to talk about. I don't even care about that one. That's uh, that's where my master list came from. So, yes, nope. you're working off the same master list, and I'm sorry you didn't get the memo about you, whatever Scott called it. Shin Ultraman. You know... It's Sorry, fine. Jay. It's fine. I just, you know, I I watched a few foreign hey. film trailers hey. that I had no idea what was going on because, you know, I didn't know whether or not to do the ones in bold. Jay, I'm very, very appreciative of you doing your homework. And if I come across any that you want to talk about that I didn't mention, you jump right in, okay? I can't believe that you skipped the subtle, subtle art of not giving a fuck. I just... So, on to the seller of not giving a fuck. <laughs> Moving no, on. Just... <laughs> January 13th, we have what, based on the trailer, looks like the most dad movie I have seen since maybe Top Gun Maverick. The movie, Plane. I know, the title just grips you. It's so creative Plane. and original. Not since the movie Underwater has a movie had such a creative title. Um, plane, yeah. So it's uh, Gerard Butler is the pilot of an airplane that goes down on an island full of bad people, 
and then him and Luke Cage from the Netflix show uh, Mike Coulter. There we go. Uh, have to fight off some kind of like gorilla group. Uh, gorilla, not gorilla. There's a whole difference. It's a Captain Ron thing. Uh, uh, have to fight off the bad guys to save the passengers on the plane. Did, it is the most '90s action movie that is somehow being made in 2023. My my real question is: Did Gerard Butler need a check that bad? He's the uh, he's doing nothing but like little run action movies, man. He is he is getting in early on that um, uh, Liam Neeson uh, post uh, Oscar win action career. He's just gonna go ahead and knock him out now. Um, but this is easy for me. No. No, not <laughs> yeah i got i got nothing uh, i got i got nothing going on here uh, i will check this out if it's on streaming or if i'm just really bored and there's nothing else in the theater that week there's well, although the, the tom hanks a man called Otto looks kind of good for this same release date i'm just saying okay throw it out there well, i'm just looking at the poster <laughs> oh, okay. well i were we do you have that on your list john i do not uh, I watched a trailer for a man called Otto, mm-hmm. and it looks like a really good movie. Um, I would not like the from the preview. He's like a curmudgeonly old man who gets new neighbors, and they sort of change him into a non curmudgeonly old man. Is what I'm assuming. Uh, that's what I, that's the gist of what I got from the trailer. Wait, didn't didn't um uh let's see here. I believe uh, uh Bill Murray did. Did a movie like this with uh, uh, what's her name? Melissa uh, McCarthy. Yeah, with Melissa McCarthy, and I believe um, uh, Clint Eastwood did a movie like this called Gran Torino. And uh, how many others? <laughs> uh, you forgot Pixar's Up. Pixar's Up. Yep, yep. There you go. Yeah. Well, it. I mean, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay, this yeah. is Hollywood. It looks funny. I there's some good there's some good humor you know i'm sure it's going to be heartfelt all that it's stuff. tom hanks what more do you but know it's tom hanks in a movie you go see it give, given all that information i would probably just wait for streaming <laughs> while on the other hand um i'll watch plane if like i just come across it on streaming one day and i literally have nothing else to do but i feel like i saw the movie watching the trailer yeah it's so. a very good analogy I, I right. think that looks interesting on this January 13th is the devil conspiracy. That that looks kind of interesting here. I don't hey, know. There's stuff think... right now on the show. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I'm sorry. I've, I've had shit going on. Uh, you know, I'm training <laughs> this new guy at work and, and all kinds of stuff. And it's just that crazy. moron again, um, just fire him. You gotta get a new excuse, man. That, that that looks good. And I can't fire him, not for another two and a half months. Um, <laughs> they 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 try to clone Lucifer in the sci-fi horror, the Devil Conspiracy. I, I love this. I want to clone Lucifer. This, okay. This sounds awesome. It's not bold. Sorry, it's not bold, Jay. It's okay. Um, I was I trying to keep it to a manageable it. list. Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. Once again, I'm not going through everything on on this. I was just looking at the the stuff, and I'm like, well, that that seems kind of interesting. Oh no, I spent like two and a half hours last night looking up every bolded movie on the list. Well, Thanks, Jay, Jay. You, didn't, you didn't have to. You could have just done it as we go through like like this. Like, right, here. Well, Jay, do you want to tell us about Skinner Marink? Uh, oh, what? 
No, 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 no. You, you, you got that wrong. It, it, it's skimming a hunk. Oh, that one. Sorry. Yeah, skimming a hunk. What? Skimming a hunk. That's the name of the movie. It's on the list here. Skimming a that hunk. That wasn't bolded. K-M-U-M-A-N-H-K. Skimming a hunk. Skimmerink. It's a horror movie. I don't know shit about it, but the trailer is creepy as hell. Um, and that's pretty much the entire discussion I had with uh, also Chris from Front the Benefits. Um, and uh, uh, who else was it? Uh, Justin. Uh, we were having dinner and talking one night, and this movie came up. And uh, yeah, we all agree. I have no idea what's going on, but the trailer's creepy. So I'll probably check it out. as in Skinamarink, I think you do. Yeah, that one wasn't bolded. That's why I didn't look it up. Okay. This is true. You know, in, in, in the text, when he asked about bold, you did say, yes, the bolded one. I never it. said I didn't say that. It's fine. I get it. Uh, <laughs> I never said Jason was lying about that. <laughs> so, anyway, there you go. I don't All know. Right. Okay. So, go see a man called Otto instead, and that sums up January. Got it. Here we go. Or, or Scott's clone uh, Lucifer movie. Yeah, that looks cool. That just looks awesome. All right, moving on to February. Uh, February 3rd, we have Knock at the Cabin, starring um, uh, Dave Batista in a role that he says involves the most dialogue he's ever had in a movie. Uh, from writer, director, producer M. Night Shyamalan. That's funny because, uh, in parentheses, to help me remember these movies, because I went through so many last night, mm-hmm. in parentheses next to Knock at the Cabin, I have uh, M. Night Shyamalamadong. <laughs> uh, apparently, this is based off of a very uh, beloved novel. It's one of those sort of high concept kind of, not a horror movie, but I guess like thriller kind of movies. Oh. Uh, I don't know. M. Night Shyamalan is all over the map lately. I don't know if I can trust him or not, because um um oh shit what's called uh splinter not splinter the one he did before glass whatever that was called frack frack split 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 yeah split with james mcavoy was fantastic and then glass was terrible uh and but but this looks more like kind of a low-key uh sort of like he did um the visit a few years back which was another kind of that was a found footage movie but another kind of low-key high concept uh built around kind of a not a twist but like a reveal in the plot um this has that same vibe but a slightly bigger you know bigger budget better cast so this could be good when he sticks when he sticks with the the sort of higher concept stuff uh he tends to be better small scale high concept is what i'm trying to say rather than like his shitty Avatar movie. Sorry, uh, last Airbender movie. Um, I think the twist is that Dave Bautista is an alien <laughs> who uh, can't drink water and came out of a swimming pool uh-huh. in, at a hotel. Because the, the wind blew him there. And the wind took him there, uh-huh. and but the wind started from a village that mm-hmm. was in the middle of a, of like a nature reserve. And really, the family is dead the whole time. And the whole time, the family was already dead. Nailed it, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, I'm curious. I'll I'll give it a go. Um, I'm a little gun shy, but I'll give it a go. I said streaming. 
I would wait for streaming. Okay. I'm not gonna pay money to go watch an M Night Shyamalan twist that I feel like. <laughs> what a twist! What a twist! Um, twist and shout. What? Shout. What was I gonna say? I did. I I can't believe you skipped the other horror movie from like January or February. Uh fear. Okay. Did you not did you, tell me about fear? It's it cold. looks creepy. It looks really super creepy. Um, from what I gathered, a group of friends goes on a vacation in like uh, goes on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. Okay. Anyway, um, we're only out of February. Let's go. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, but like they they're talking about what scares them, and then they're in some sort of haunted house where like what fe- they are afraid of is killing them. Okay. It seemed interesting. I and next to it I wrote nope because um I'm not a huge fan of movies like this that are scary like that cuz as Scott and I talked about on an episode I have an overactive imagination when it comes to scary movies. So uh last thing I need to see is a movie dying of people dying from their greatest fears and me being like nope. So and apparently they're they're holed up at a remote uh, 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 lodge um, in the Tahoe Mountains because of a worldwide pandemic. Huh. They're mm. ice Too close to home. Can't do it. Really? 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 <laughs> no, I'm joking. Seriously? No, no, no. I'm talking about just the movie. Like, oh, okay. We're, we're going to start incorporating the pandemic into our movie plots and stuff now? Are we, are we at that point in the pandemic that now everything's... Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. People were making movies about the pandemic during the pandemic. They weren't good, but they made them. There was a Killer Bees movie. Or, sorry, not Killer Bees, Murder Hornets. There was a Murder Hornets movie. Uh, Shot during COVID. Yeah. But, yeah. Now so, okay. cabin streaming. Okay. We're going to move on then because we got to get the show on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, the epic conclusion to the trilogy you never thought you needed, but it's here anyway. You're welcome. Coming to theaters February 10th. The epic conclusion. It's Magic Mike's Last Dance. No, nope. There was a second one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah! Oh. I remember <laughs> Magic Mike. I didn't know there was a second one. I thought this was the sequel to Magic Mike. This is the third one, bro. <laughs> Okay. Unless I missed the third one, this is the fourth one. I'm pretty sure it's the third one, though. Uh, look, I just brought this up because, hey, good for you, Channing Tatum. Good for you. I love Channing Tatum. I think he's an uh, underrated actor, and he needs to be used more in comedies. That's just me. All right. If in case Magic Mike doesn't do it for you, if you want a shot of good old-fashioned nostalgia, because uh, apparently James Cameron doesn't have enough money yet, were for some reason re 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 releasing Titanic. Yeah, I saw this and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You can't fool me. I've seen this before. Yeah. This is not new. Uh I don't even know if this is the new 3D version because they the, I think that was oh, the the geez. previous release was they converted it to, to 3D to put it back out again. I don't even think there's anything new. I, and I I was too lazy to look up was this the like anniversary of the movie or the anniversary of the Titanic itself. I was gonna look that up and never got around to it. But uh I, 
I've heard I've heard the 3D version of Titanic. Mm-hmm. Like Kate Winslet's nipples basically poke you in the eye. So that's I mean, worth the price of admission right there to yeah, me. Yeah, I'd, 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 <laughs> go, I'd go see that. So we're all seeing that opening night is what yeah. I'm hearing. That's our wait. Um, I got to take, but I'd have to take my mom so that I could relive that awkward moment when I was like, what? Let's see. I would have been junior high. Wouldn't that come out? Grade. 97? 97. 97. Yeah. Wow. So I'd have been 12. I went, I was 12 and I went to go see it with my parents in theaters and there's Kate Winslet just strewn on the couch. And I was like, Oh, wow. Not only, not only was I out of high school, but this was a date movie for me. Ooh. (laughs) It was a good date movie for me because I actually went with, so I went to see, I took a, a, a lovely young lady, um, by the name of Sina Wunderlich. She was a German exchange student, and uh, she was still in town uh, and, and stuff. Or she was back in town. I forget what, what was going on. Um, she was very nice. And I remember she giggled uh, at the part where uh, Jack kisses uh, what Ro- Rose. Rose? Rose. He kisses the back of her hand, and he says, I saw that once in, in a Nickelodeon. Um, and she giggled. And and I asked, you know, I was like, well, what, what, what's so funny? And she's like, oh, you know, Nickelodeon, the television. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not the television. She's not talking about the television station. Uh, he's he's talking about something you would put money in, and you would you would a nickel, uh, and you would you would crank the knob, and it would show you little movies and stuff. They were called Nickelodeons. Uh, so I I wound up giving her a little bit of a history lesson while we were watching the movie. Um, so yes, folks, even in real life, he can't help himself. And then, and then at the end of the night, she turned to Scott and said, "Paint me like one of your French girls, Jack." No, Joe. No. Well, that your your accent uh, was a little French there. It's a little a little more German in there. Send it to clone. There you go. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if it's in 3D. I don't know. Just, it's being released again. I, I'm not sure why. And I'm a huge James Cameron guy. And I'm just. I'm still not sure why. Uh, maybe he just wanted to compete against himself again. Anyway, moving on. The February 17th, uh, we get the first movie in Phase Five of the MCU: Ant Man and the Wasp in Quantum Mania. That's not. So you've got here. You've got here. Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantum. Mm-hmm. Quantum mum So it's Ant-Man and the WAP, which is, you know, it's it's a little bit that's of a racy the, term. It's the international release title. That's Scott. that's a little racy, John. Yeah, Ant Man and the WAP. Talk talk to Marvel, man. I didn't come up with the title. I just wrote it down on a piece of paper to talk about on the show. I didn't make it up. You know, I mean, we're gonna have Ant Man doing his thing next to uh Joe Pesci. What am I funny to you? What? I mean, uh You joke, but you would pay money to see that. I would in a heartbeat. As soon as you said that out loud, you're like, well, now I'm a little disappointed it's not what it's going to be. <laughs> uh, so we get our, our first real good glimpse at Kang, uh, the Conqueror, our new uh, Marvel MCU baddie. Um, well, not our first, but our, our first sort of decent look at what I think will be the main version of Kang. I don't know. I don't know what Marvel doing. Uh, Bill Murray pops up in here somewhere because why not? Um, the whole gang's back together and Cassie gets a suit because... Young Avengers is a thing that's going to happen. So, um, I'm going. Yeah. It's Marvel. 
they got my I'm, money. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll probably go see that one. Uh, I still haven't seen uh, Wakanda Forever. I'll see that one when it comes out streaming. This one, I like the first two. Uh, so I'll, I will probably see this one in theaters. And I'm really hoping for finally uh, an actual Marvel movie to get back to Marvel. You know, like I've not liked most of the Marvel movies that have come out in this latest phase. I'm just, okay. I just don't care. Um, and it is a topic for a whole different time. Uh, okay. I'm just not, I'm just not into it. I'm, I'm just hoping for, you know. Well, it looks like it's leaning hard into some Jack Kirby esque visuals and some yeah. just quantum mania craziness. So it might be right up your alley, Scott. I, I, I hope so. Uh, I hope so. Um, I'm so behind on my Marvel movies. I just said streaming because all right, I'll just get caught up on them sometime. Like you got <laughs> that Disney Plus subscription, get your yeah. money's worth. But again, John, I cannot believe that you would skip over the Liam Neeson Taken clone. Marlo, it's called Marlo. Gosh, John. Of course, I want to yeah. see. All right. Of course, I want to see Taken again with Liam Neeson. But this time he's an FBI agent and his family is taken. Oh, it's in the 1930s, too. Yeah, I'd kind of watch this. I mean, it's, it's period. I love period pieces. No, that's not in the 1930s. Excuse me. Marlowe, in the late 1930s, Bay City, a brooding down-on-his-luck detective is hired to find the ex-lover of a glamorous heiress, Liam Neeson, right here. This is the movie you're talking about, right? No, I don't think so. Well, look, it's Liam Neeson. He probably made the same movie eight times this year. Well, wait, maybe I watched the wrong preview. I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. I watched the preview that popped up. We're going to move on then. Actually, before we move on, though, I'm kind of with Jay because there's one other here that did not get uh, on. And apparently it's only in theaters for one night. And that is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. (laughs) Moving on. The one that wants to see this? Not as much as I want to see the next one I'm about to bring up. Okay, go ahead. Oh, please, please let it be the one I hope it is. It's fucking Cocaine Bear. Yes. <laughs> yes. And no, I will not tell you more because everything you need to know is in the title. It's a bear on cocaine. It's Cocaine Bear. The graphics look so shitty of the bear, but I don't care because it's a bear on cocaine. Yes. And I laughed. I laughed the whole time watching that trailer. It's grizzly, but on cocaine. Got it all. I don't. That, I don't know if I'll go. You. I, I don't know if I'll go see it in theaters. Um, I will see this in theaters. My only question is, how sober will I be? See, I had the same question. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I want to go see. I want to go see Cocaine Bear, but maybe not sober in a different way. I feel like there's. I feel like you'd be better off not imbuing alcohol, and you'd enjoy it better. You know what I mean? If you're picking up what I'm putting down, if you're no, all right. Are you implying marijuana cigarettes? <laughs> no, sir. No, because that would be off brand. If you're going to be on drugs to see this movie, you got to go do some cocaine. Oh God! Not no. that I am. Not that I am <laughs> no. condoning oh. illegal drug use, but <laughs> God no, no. That's... All right. Yeah, no, this movie looks batshit crazy. Uh, it, it looks like the, um, I don't even know what to compare it to, uh, the the Piranha 3D 
of its time and that it's it's ridiculous and it knows it's ridiculous and it's just going to have fun with it. Um, so I'm on board. Anything else in February? Okay, moving on. March 3rd, round three, Creed part three. Looks better than Creed 2. Well, that's what I said in my, was like, I said streaming after I watched Creed 2. So like, <laughs> okay. Like, I, I haven't seen the second Creed. Like, I saw the first Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming in the second one, he becomes a, a world champion. And now there's a third one. Uh, look, Creed, the first one was better than it had any right to be. It was a movie everyone kind of was like, okay, really? Why are we doing this? And then everyone saw it like, oh, wow, okay, that was pretty good. Never mind. And then Creed 2, uh, Stallone jumped all on board with because they had to talk him into the first one. And we basically remade Rocky IV. Uh, and I, I get why they want to go there, but it's, it's a lot of Creed versus Drago, rehash the past kind of stuff. Uh, in a movie that's supposed to be all about making your own legacy. It felt a little weird. But it, it's not terrible, okay? We're not talking Rocky Five levels of that. It's still, it's still better than that. Uh, but this movie looks uh, to be an original story. It's directed by Michael B. Jordan, which is cool. Uh, I like to support him. Um, that being said, the plot looks very much, I'll just say, inspired by Rocky Three. Uh, I was just going to say yeah, that. Creed gets his own clever lang. Uh, only they're buddies uh, until they're not. Yeah. So again, cool, fine. There's only so many ways. I mean, this is, we and Scott talked about a bunch when we, were, when we were rewatching the Rocky series. There's only so many times you can redo the Rocky movie, and they've already remade Rocky six times or five times because they just made the same movie six times. Uh, so hey, cool, I'm all for it. Yeah. Again, I I don't think I'll go see it in theaters because like, to me my judgment on whether I wanted to go see it in a theater is like, is it a spectacle I need to see in theaters? Okay. Like, is it, is it avatar way of the water or whatever? Where like, if I see it streaming, it's not going to have the same impact. Fair enough. So Creed three to me is like, I can wait and watch it on my own TV and not really miss anything. I got to go at least once a month to get my money out of the, uh, cinema movie pass a month. So, well, yeah, that's kind of how it got. Yeah. It's also helpful that like your movie theater is like two minute drive from your place. So it's almost ten. If you hit the red lights. Scott, <laughs> thoughts on Creed three? Uh I'm just curious if Creed is fighting um if I'm hallucinating or is Creed fighting uh King of the Conqueror? Yes, he is. Jonathan Majors. Or Major or whatever his name is. Yeah, I, I don't care. I, I I'll watch it probably when it when you bring it over to Danny's on our first movie <laughs> night, I'll watch it. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, let you know what this this brings up the crossover we don't need uh, Creed versus Cocaine Bear. So let's make don't that need or I'm now dying to see. <laughs> let's make that happen. I'll watch oh, that movie. You're done. I don't I don't know about this bear. I don't know if you're gonna fight this bear. I gotta fight this bear, Rock. I'd buy that for a dollar. Okay, moving on. Uh, the movie we should really have our resident, uh, I forget what I called him, the, uh, our, our resident Scream nerd. Um, Scream 6 comes out March 10th. First of all, I'm glad we're calling it Scream 6 because now I can call the last one Scream 5 because they kept just calling it Scream. And I fucking hate when movies do that. It's like, no, you're the fifth movie. You don't get to call yourself Scream. You're Scream 5. Um, I have no idea what it's about. Uh, I presume the people who survived the last one will show up in this one. 
but they killed my favorite character off in Scream 5, so I don't care anymore. So, guys, Scream 6, what do you think? I don't care. Okay. I've never seen any movie in the Scream franchise. Sweet! That is our first unanimous none of us care about Scream 6. So we're just going to move right on. Uh, Uh, I'm sure we'll have a whole episode with with Grit later. What's up? I just want to hit pause real quick. I watched... I watched, like I said, I watched previews for all the ones in bold. Uh, and you, one, one, <laughs> one that was weird. And I was like, okay, do I want to see it? No. But is it intriguing to watch the preview? Yes. And that was Inside with Willem Dafoe. Okay. We're already, already past that, Jay. I know. But he was a, he's an art thief that gets trapped in like, like he sets off the alarm and gets trapped in the apartment that has all the art. And he's the only person in there. <laughs> so it's like a Willem Dafoe one-man show where he's slowly going crazy. Uh, so the preview is interesting. So if you haven't watched the preview for it, go watch it. All right. And it basically is the movie. But yeah, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Moving on, March 17th. Uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, also in some areas known as Scott. Uh, Shazam, fuck the gods. Because that's what it was written as when I saw it on the list. Fuck the gods. <laughs> Fuck those sons of bitches. Those, uh, those overindulgent, self-important, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. self-righteous, skanky, syphilitic hordes. Scott's right? been playing too much uh, God of War right in Iraq. Is what I'm say. His inner Kratos is coming out, I can see. Um, They're all just whiny bitches. I'm on board. I like the first Shazam. Uh, yeah. This one got bumped back. It was supposed to come out late last year. Um, my only hesitation is the DC universe is once again a giant clusterfuck. So I'm going to go into it and enjoy it for what it is and try to not hold any expectations that there'll ever be another Shazam movie or that anything it sets up will in any way get paid off in a future movie because I have no idea what the DC universe is doing. So, yeah. Just got to keep that in mind. Because, yeah. Uh, I'll go see it because I really liked Shazam. I was not a fan of Black Adam. And, like, the whole he's also a wizard Shazam guy. Right. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, just, let's, can we keep it with Shazam? Um, but anyway, I, I, I would go see it in theaters. All right. And again, John, I'm very... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Scott. No, go ahead. I was just going to say I'm very disappointed because you skipped another one. Okay. Let's Scott talk about Shazam first. No, that's okay. Go back to... Okay. All right. What do you got, Jay? Why would you skip 65? Oh, I forgot about that one. My God, John. Okay. Tell me about 65, Jay. Adam Driver... Yep. He's an alien. Uh-huh. Uh, he is... Well, he's not. We don't know he's an alien. We do, but you don't. He's flying a spaceship, and he crash lands on an uninhabited and, like, unexplored planet. And it turns out that he crash landed on Earth 65 million years ago. Uh, and he hit an... Un, the, the reason he crashed is he hit an uncharted asteroid. And so I'm thinking that him hitting the asteroid is going to end up being the demise of the dinosaurs. But anyway, he ends up on Earth 65 million years ago. And so it's like 
super fu- futuristic guy from an alien world fighting off dinosaurs. And uh, uh, I don't think he's an alien. I'm pretty sure he's from Earth and he went back in time accidentally. And that asteroid was the one that was going to kill the dinosaurs. But now they're all going to live. So he killed everybody. Because now the dinosaurs are going to live and humans will come around. Yeah, it's, interesting. It, it, it's a paradox. He screws up history, and the human race never gets born because the dinosaurs are never extinct. Yeah, that, that's kind of the whole setup for it. So, shock at the end, he finds out he is his own grandpa. <laughs> no, the trailer looked really cool. I, I know I'm going to go see it because Whitney got hyped when I showed her the trailer. So, uh, if nothing else, I'll be taking Whitney to go see it. So, yeah, I said a thousand percent yes because. Just because you want a dinosaur movie that has actual dinosaurs and not a plague of killer locusts in it? Uh, Is that just me? Okay. Wait, what? You want a dinosaur movie that has actual dinosaurs? It's not all about a plague of killer locusts? What is that from? Jurassic Park Dominion. I haven't watched that yet. Good, don't. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, The movie in March we're all excited for. Scott, I'm going to hand this one over to you because this is... I'm pretty sure you are the target audience for this, sir. But we are getting another crack at a D&D movie. As of right now, uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves is one of the most, one of the movies I am most looking forward to in 2023. Um, my, now, uh, so first of all, let, let's go back to the original, the first live action Dungeons and Dragons movie. Do um, we have to? Uh, yeah, we do. Which okay. came out like what 2000, 2001, something like that. There Sounds was, about right. Uh, somewhere along in there, uh, has some aspects to it that I like, you know, and stuff. But like it came to, you could obviously tell that whoever made it had nothing to do with D and D, because you've got like a behold, you have got beholders that are like, uh, like watchdogs, like for the army, like they're 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 snoozing on duty, and stuff. And I'm like. What's going on with beholders here? Why are they just guard dogs? It's like the D and D stuff was like sprinkled around the edges, you know, but without context, and so they didn't actually make any sense. This one seems just the opposite. All the D and D stuff seems somewhat spot on. Like, like, like there, there, there's great game references. The monsters and stuff seem really great. I know that the trailer has drawn some heat. Because you got, uh, according to the trailer, what the trailer is showing is supposedly you've got a druid turning into an owl bear, and and in in the game and stuff, you you technically can't really have that. But you know what? Screw all of you guys who are out there going, you know, you clean your hand, but you can't do that. You know what? It's a it's a damn role playing game. I've done shit that you can't do. As long as the game master says it's okay, you can fucking do it. So the director is the game master. So leave him the hell alone. Whatever he wants to do, he's going to do it. All right? Shit. Quit quit being a damn rules lawyer for the movie. We're getting really great stuff. We've got a mimic in the trailer. The mimic bard. is fantastic. We've got a bard as the main character. A bard. And I am so looking forward to that. It's not funny. Because it is the most underrated character class ever. Uh, you get somebody who can play a bard and play it well. It's awesome. And actually, role-play it. I'm not talking about just rolling dice. I'm talking about role-playing it, and that's what we're looking at here. You've got Displacer Beast. You've got Gelatinous Cubes. You've got the Owlbear. You've got, uh, oh, God, all the numerous spells that are shown. You've got a black dragon whose breath weapon is acid, and that is gorgeous. In this, I love everything about this trailer. 
Like this one is 100%. I will be in theaters, maybe not opening night because I'm old and I want to sleep, but I will. Oh, no, 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 sir. You'll be there opening weekend. I already have a commitment from you. Oh, opening weekend is fine. Opening night is a little different story. But yeah, I am looking forward to this. I want sequels from this. I want Chris, uh, you know, uh, Chris, uh, uh, Captain Kirk. I want, I want Captain Kirk. I want him in for at least five movies. (laughs) <laughs> let's hope he rolls well uh like i'm with scott i'm very excited for this movie i'm just waiting to see if they're gonna if at the end if there's like a post credit scene or something where we find out the whole thing is just a bunch of nerds sitting at a table playing an actual session of D and the movie we watched is their game session and if so what random celebrities are around the table playing that's my only big question mark as long as will wheaton is the game master you know, I, I'm okay. on board with this. I like what you and I, you and I were discussing this uh, earlier this week, and uh, I, I like the idea of, and I, I so like the story like, pausing and we cut yeah, back like to the nerds pause. arguing. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah and, and we pull back to the whole thing. Like, like in the trailer, you've got you've got the main characters, and it's just a flash. It's like two seconds on screen. But in, in the trailer, you've got the characters jumping into a gelatinous cube. Now, this is not something you would normally do, but if you look at the frame, they're jumping into a gelatinous cube to avoid the charge of a displacer beast. Um, so it's kind of like the lesser of two evils. And, and I was telling Obi John, I was like, okay, I can see like 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 they, they go to jump and there's like a pause and it pulls back and the game master's like, hang on, wait, you want to do what? You're actually going to jump into the gelatinous cube? And the players are like, no, 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 no. We want to jump through the gelatinous cube. We don't want to get stuck in the middle. We want to jump with enough force to make it through to the other side. But it's the only way we can get away from the displacer beast. And he's like, okay, roll for it. You know, and then we cut back into the movie. Um, yeah, just the, sort of like in the, the Lego movie where we find out the whole thing is happening in a kid's imagination. He's playing with his Legos. I'm curious if we'll do that. They may not do any of that, and I'd be fine with them not doing it. But I, I'm, I'm curious yeah. if we'll do that. Yeah, I'm fine with them not doing it. One of my biggest my biggest fear right now with this is that there's like too much D and D, if that makes sense. Like like if they if they focus too much on it, that they sacrifice the story. Does that okay. make sense? I got you. Um, um, because apparently, from what I've heard, um, the characters from the D and D cartoon are supposed to be in this movie. Not, it sounds not, more like a cameo. Like a cameo, yeah. They're they're not main characters. They're not having anything to do with the story. It's almost like our party encounters their party, like um, uh, 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 the, the, the Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, like Shaun of the Dead style type thing. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. But once again, the fact even if they're just in the background of a shot, I, the fact that they included them tickles me. So um, I'm all game. Um, but jumping from one movie getting a long overdue second shot to another movie getting a long overdue second shot, starting us out in April on the seventh, we have fingers crossed. Uh, well, not even it, it is the first in what will be a whole bunch of, of uh, CG animated movies based around Nintendo characters because Universal and Nintendo now have a partnership. So the guys who make all the Minion movies can now make all kinds of, of Nintendo movies. But the first one out the gate, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Just me? Okay. Uh, I'll wait for streaming. Wow! 
No, look, I'm a little weirded out by some of their choices for voice casting. Okay. Uh, mostly Chris Pratt as Mario. I still don't quite understand. And in the trailers, he hasn't spoken very much. So maybe he'll be fine. I don't know. Because uh, the, the, the other the, the other people uh, seem to be doing fine in, in the bits I've heard. You know, Charlie Day is Luigi. And that threw me off. But he sounds fine in the few lines I've heard. And Jack Black sounds awesome as Bowser, uh, King Koopa, whatever. So look, I'm all on board. I, this is this is always how Mario should have been. Whoever tried to do a live action Mario back in the '90s was a moron. That movie's dog crap. You should feel bad. Um, but this movie looks like exactly what a Mario movie should be, and I am here for it. Well, I'll wait for streaming because there's another movie that that's coming out in March that I would have rather seen than this. Okay, and that is John Wick Chapter Four. How did I miss that? I don't know, John. I don't okay. know. Have you been drinking? Well, yeah, but I made this list yesterday. John Wick John Wick 4 comes out in March. My bad, bro. I'm going to go see that all the way. I know Scott's on board with me. He's going to go see it, too. <laughs> yeah. He said, he said, take all my money. Yeah. And I will go see every John Wick that comes out. That's what he yeah. said. I've already seen every John Wick that comes out. You know why? Because I've seen John Wick 1. That's fine, Scott. I, I'm going to go see John Wick 4. That's a movie I will go see in theaters. Megan and I went to go see John Wick 3 together in theaters after we watched 1 and 2. So, um, definitely going to watch 4. I'm with you, Jay. I'll be there opening night. Um, and also, I just, just want to throw a shout out to... I will definitely probably watch this on streaming because it looks awesome. I thought it looked hilarious and like probably is going to be a feel-good story. Uh, but Champions, which next to that I wrote Woody Harrelson Mighty Ducks Basketball with mentally handicapped players. So, it says all you need to know. Didn't Woody Harrelson already do a basketball movie with White Man Can't Jump? Yeah, but this one's for kids. That one's definitely not for kids. Is it the same he, character? No. In your head, yes, it can be. Is he just older and, you know? He's a coach, so, like, it is like the Mighty Ducks. He's a Except for instead of being a lawyer, he's a coach of an NBA basketball team and gets fired. Actually, and it's Iowa. It's that I liked that because Iowa doesn't have a pro basketball team. But anyway, he's the coach of the Iowa pro basketball team. He gets fired. And um, this is his way back in is to coach this group to the Special Olympics finals. So, oh, so it's uh, cool runnings, but with basketball. Uh, sure, uh, meets the ringer, but not as blatantly um, non-PC as the ringer. Personally, I was just curious what you were thinking about Dungeons and Dragons, because I know you're interested in D&D. You've not played it yet, but I was just curious what you were thinking. I'm oh, sorry, I hit my mic. What we were thinking oh. about with that. Well, John just kind of moved ahead, but... Uh, he did. He just kind of blew right over you. That's all right, though. I said, I said maybe, so like if I can make time to go to see it in theaters i definitely will um but that's coming out in like a pretty what that because that's what coming out in march yep is that yeah. right march what 31st according to this list yeah i mean if i could if i have time to go see it in theaters i will but i definitely would watch it on streaming but i de i know with something like that you're going to miss some of the spectacle if you don't go see it in theaters so I would make the journey to see it in theaters. 
mean, I was just curious because I yeah. know you're interested in the game. You've not played it yet, and 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 I feel very bad about that. That's a failing on my part. I'm sorry. I just I feel like I wouldn't know a lot. <laughs> I'd be watching and be like, oh, well, that's cool. Oh, it's an owl and a bear. I get it, and like not really understand anything other than that. So. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to understand anything more. Than yeah, that. if the movie does its job, you shouldn't need to know anything going into it. So, anyway. and that is true. Yeah, sorry. That's just a sign of a bad movie if you get there and you don't understand anything because it doesn't explain anything to you. That's just a bad movie. I agree. Anyway, go ahead. Thoughts on Super Mario? I'll wait. I I have no. I I don't care. Um. Uh, in all honesty, for me, um, I, I look at it. It's the same with Sonic for me. Like this is this is an animated movie, whether it's you know traditional animation or computer animation, whatever you want to, however you want to spin it, it's still an animated movie like Pixar and stuff. I'm just watching Super Mario Brothers like game, the movie, like just the cinematics from one of the the the, the more recent games and streaming together to a movie. It's kind of the same thing for me. So uh, I am definitely not the target audience for this. I think it'll be good, but I'm not the target audience. So, uh, all right. Yeah. Well, personally, you know, of, of the, uh, um, of this release date of the movies that are in this release date, I'm, I'm more interested in the Pope's exorcist. Um, because it's, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, but, Keep in mind, it's kind of a based on a true story in in the fact that there was this person. This person existed. Now I know the movie is going to be highly fictionalized, but I still like somewhat biopics and period pieces and 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 anything that has to do with the Vatican and you know uh, the Catholic Church and stuff. I just love all of that. So uh, uh, you know Russell Crowe being. Um, the chief exorcist of the Vatican who performed more than 100,000 exorcisms in his lifetime passed away in 2016 at the age of 91. This, this is a much more interesting movie to me than fucking super Mario brothers. I don't get Yeah. But now we know he lived to be 91. So a spoiler. Uh, <laughs> spoiler. Take all the suspense out of that movie. Gosh. Anything Catholic horror Scott is in for, which is yeah. why there's one coming on this list that is just there for him. Uh-oh. Well, we'll get to it. Uh, anything else before I move on to our next April movie? Nope, go for it. Okay. April 14th, a movie I was very excited about, but now I'm a little worried about, but kind of also in for. I don't know. It's weird. We're getting the story of Dracula as told from the point of view of Renfield in the movie called Renfield. And at first, I was like, that sounds like a really cool way to do a new kind of take on Dracula. And then we got a comedy director to make it, and we have a bunch of comedy people in it, like Aquafina. And I'm like, okay, so it's a parody? That sounds dumb. And then they won me back because, guys, I don't know if you've heard or seen pictures on the internet yet, but the person playing Dracula in the Renfield movie is Nicholas fucking Cage. Yeah, I, I I have mixed feelings here. I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't either anymore. I don't know. I, I'm looking at the pictures of Nick Cage as Dracula. I love Nick Cage. Don't get me wrong. Nick Cage is great. He's a national treasure. Uh, he should be protected. He should be. 
put into whatever cryo storage unit they have Dick Clark and and uh, Mariah Carey in for Walt Disney's head holidays. Um, but I I don't know. I'm just uh, I don't know because I'm with you, uh, Renfield, Renfield, Renfeld, however you pronounce his name, uh, Seinfeld, um, Dracula Seinfeld. If you look at the pictures of him, I can see Dracula Seinfeld. Like that's what I'm seeing here is Dracula. I got blood on my white shirt. You know, Gr- granted, uh, they're set photos, so yeah, they're set photos. They are. They're they're not pictures of him in character, like like on screen, like during the action. They're just, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I, I get it. And I will definitely see this. This is on my list of I will see. Will I go to the theater if I have the opportunity? I'm kind of like with Jay, except my opportunity is a little better than you know his because I don't have to plan an entire you know three day weekend around my theater experience. But um, uh, I will see it at some point, streaming or whatever. I will see this. This is on my list to yeah, we'll watch that. I am waiting to see the trailer. <laughs> Because when I first wrote this, I, I think it's from the same uh, the creator of The Walking Dead. I think wrote the at least wrote the first draft of the screenplay. Because when I first heard about it, it was like, "Hey, it's Dracula," but from Renfield's perspective, I was like, "That sounds awesome." And and then again, it, it feels like they're going much more into a comedy with it, kind of like the last Victor Frankenstein movie was, which did not work at all. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm gonna wait to see a trailer and have any idea what the tone of this movie is gonna be, and then maybe I'll go from there. Because um, yeah, uh, all right then. So we're just we're just gonna move on. Renfield, I don't I don't I don't fucking know. <laughs> Seinfeld, the vampire. It's only got but it's gotta have George Costanza where he just comes in and he's like he's like blah blah blah. No. Yeah. All see right. now I want to see the cast of Seinfeld like do Dracula. Do Dracula like as their characters doing Dracula? Like I don't want to see them do it serious. Like, uh, I want yeah. I want Kramer to be. Um, uh, Kramer has to be Dracula. No, Kramer has to be Van Helsing. No, George has to be Van Helsing. Yeah, George is Van Helsing. Yeah, and so then Jerry. What is it? So who's Jerry then? Uh, is he Dracula or is he? Um... Jerry can be Dracula. Renfield should be Kramer. And then George should be Van Helsing. What about Har- What about Jonathan Harkett, Hark- Harkness? I-, I think I think Jerry should be Jonathan Hark. Hark-, Hark- what the hell's his Harker. name? Harker. 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 That works too. I don't know. We're getting way out top. We're moving on. <laughs> uh, the last movie I have for April, and the trailer just came out today. Uh, the next film in, I, I think it's part of the series. It might be another whole fresh start reboot. I don't know. Uh, but it's being produced by the same guys who produced the original, Evil Dead Rise. I have not seen the trailer yet. I didn't get a chance to this afternoon. I saw the, I saw the, I guess, teaser of like the little yeah. girl looking out the eye hole. I saw that. The poster came out yesterday and then just today the trailer dropped. Uh, Look, it looks good. It looks intense. It looks very much like the Evil Dead remake, which was uh, to steal also Chris's line better than it had any right to be. So I'm on board. It looks like a good horror movie. My my bigger question is once again, they're, they're selling it as like a fresh start for the Evil Dead franchise, and I don't want that. 
just make everything all in the same world and in canon but it's just tales of new people discovering the book or there's multiple tomes to the book like there's a way to connect all these quit starting over fresh every decade uh i'm still shocked we didn't get a sequel to the the evil dead remake that was awesome um, i thought it was a good so, yeah i like the evil dead remake yeah i'm i'm shocked we didn't get a sequel to that so i don't know i don't I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they know what's going on, uh, but it looks intense. It looks scary, and it's in the Evil Dead universe, so I'll check it out. I just I just want to throw out there. Um, I didn't I didn't find a preview for it, but I did find it on IMDb that the guys the the guys of Broken Lizard, the so the ones that brought you Super Troopers and Super Troopers Two, and Beer Fest and that other movie that nobody likes Club Dread. Um, Club Dread. Uh, are making a movie about Quasimodo called Quasi. Thought I'd throw that out there. Okay. Okay. Like the hunchback of Notre Dame Quasimodo? Yes. Okay. So I would be intrigued to see what that is all about. Weird Just play. because. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like the Broken Lizard guys. A- anything to say about Evil Dead Rise? Uh, I, anything in the Evil Dead franchise, I'm I'm all for. Uh, uh, I, uh, I, I like the franchise. I like everything about it, so I'll watch it. I never saw the remake of Evil Dead. I like my Evil Dead with Bruce Campbell. So <laughs> The remake yeah. was good. Jay's kind of a no-ash, no-care kind of guy. I think he's more of an Ash versus Evil Dead kind of guy. Yeah, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. That's well up until the point, like the last season when they get to uh, wherever the fuck it is in Florida. But that's 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 for a topic for another show. Okay, moving on to May, a movie I think Jay might actually hit the theater for. I, for real this time, I'm not just you know pulling your leg. Uh, the end of the trilogy, the end of this particular incarnation of a beloved group of heroes. We have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. If I'm caught up on Marvel by then. See, I feel like with the Guardians, you don't really need to be that caught. Did you see Endgame? Yeah. Did you see maybe the Christmas special? I haven't watched the Christmas special. Okay, that's like, yeah, it's on Disney Plus and it's like half an hour. Other, other than that, the Guardians haven't really been in anything. So personally, you don't, you don't need to catch everything for that. Yeah, you don't. You just watch the Christmas special. If you've seen Endgame and the Christmas special, I think you'll be okay for Guardians. It's fine. Um, however, for me, um, you say this is the end of their their thing, and if it is, that's cool. But if anybody deserves more movies than three, it's the Guardians and not freaking Thor, because Love and Thunder was a stupid damn movie. It was horrible. I'm going to avoid your personal attacks, Scott. I'm just going to cut to the chase here, which is and the reason I say the end is because we know no matter what James Gunn's done after this. And James Gunn's already said, this will be the end of his version of guardians of the galaxy. There may be a guardians four, but it's not going to be the same lineup we're used to. Uh, Batista's already said he's done after this. So I, I'm not saying it's the end of the guardians, but it's going to be the end of the guardians as we know them up to this point. Well, if, if it's, if we don't have James Gunn, James Batista, Dave Batista, uh, and stuff, then it's not going to be the Guardians, because the the little bit that we get the Guardians in Love and Thunder, 
they're not the Guardians because they're not directed by James Gunn. And you can definitely tell on screen that they're not the they're not the same. Like that that cast and those characters with that director has a feel to it. And if this if this is the last one with that creative uh, 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 um, mixture, that creative uh, drive, then it is the last. Just say, yeah. Like I said, <clears throat> I'm about saying there'll, there'll never be another Guardians movie, but this will be the last one with the crew as we know it. Um, they're introducing Adam Warlock finally, who's been teased in every movie since the first one. Uh, we've got the High Evolutionary coming in as villain. We're getting uh, some kind of version of of Rocket's origin story. Um, Again, we know it's the last one, so we know it's not everyone's going to make it out of this alive. Who's going to make it? How are they going to go out? What's going on? Uh, there's a lot going on in this movie. So uh, I think uh, it looks good. It, it's the story James Gunn uh, had in mind when he started The Guardian's Journey, uh, which I'm not saying he had every movie written before he started making, but he had ideas of where he wanted the characters to go and things he wanted to get to, and it's him getting to conclude the story he wanted to tell. So that alone puts me in the seat. Uh, that and it's going to be the last James Gunn Marvel we get for a while because he's off running DC now. So I am all on board with this movie. Um, I'm 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 hoping it's not too heavy of a body count though. I, I'll be here for that. I, I'm good for this. One. This is good. Jay, any thoughts? Like I said, if I'm, I, I just, I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Well, then we're going to jump on to one I know Jay can't wait for because it's his favorite franchise in the history of cinema. The Little Mermaid? No, no, no. Okay. May 19th. Jay, are you strapped in? Are you buckled up? Hit that NOS because Fast 10 is coming. Um, My list next, is FX. Ne- next to. Next to Fast Ten, I didn't uh-huh. watch any previews. Uh-huh. I don't even know there's one out yet. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't IMDb anything. Just, just in all caps next to it, I have Hell No. I meant to look this up because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's still the scheduled release date. But, but I know the director walked off the movie like the first week of shooting, and I don't know if they ever found anybody else. I didn't care enough to look it up, so. Fast X, Fast Ten, maybe coming out in May. I don't exactly know, so I just want to throw that out there because I knew it was going to get a fun reaction at Jay. Ah, uh, no, hell to the naw. Because, like Scott says with the John Wick movie, where he said he's seen one John Wick, he's seen them all, which I disagree with, but that's for a different time. The Fast and the Furious movies is literally you see one, you've seen them all. So, but they get. Yeah more and more and more and more cast members as they go yeah and more and more and more outlandish oh yeah. i'm going to jump <laughs> this car from one building to an identical building right next door and it's going to be perfectly fine oh i'm going to do this all the way down to the bottom floor like oh, as soon as you realize that the fast and furious movies exist in an alternate reality where gravity on earth is like a tenth of what it actually is then everything's fine uh, these five cars are going to hold down a jet airplane designed <laughs> to lift cars on a runway. That's the size uh, and length of like, you know, the, the, the highway Iowa? 65. Yeah. 
<laughs> the runway that goes on for 20 minutes. Did they did uh, they did they film this on Interstate 80 running through the middle of Iowa? Like I, I, we're getting off and other stuff. I again, yeah, I just yeah. knew I knew this would get a reaction out of Jay. Um, so uh, moving on to the one Scott threw out there, uh, the latest in Disney's trend of we're going to remake everything, whether you want it or not. The Little Mermaid. Nope, I'm boycotting all live Disney. I still say the only reason we're getting live Disney is because of copyright laws. Well, that that doesn't doesn't make sense because like the Little Mermaid is 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 public domain, so they already own their interpretation of the Little Mermaid. But anyone can go make a Little Mermaid movie. Yep. Sure. Okay. So, okay. Just like yeah, the fair. reason we're getting Winnie the Pooh was Blood and Honey is because that character is public domain now. Yeah, the character Disney can't stop them. Yeah. Disney can't stop them, but they can yeah. stop people from making anything that looks even remotely like theirs. Only again, again, specific uh, uh, interpretations. So, like, The Wizard of Oz is not as public domain. So, anyone can go make Wizard of Oz, but specific depictions of those characters are owned by studios. Yep. So, okay. Yeah. Once again, anyway. I'm boycotting all live Disney. Yeah, I don't care. The, none of them have been good. Uh, they're they're remaking the wrong movies. They're remaking movies that were already successful. Go yeah. retry the ones that didn't work. Go give me my live action remake of Atlantis. Oh, Atlantis is good though. I didn't say it was bad, but it did not find its audience. So try it again. Well, yeah, because it got released in the same year as another Disney movie, didn't it? And like everybody forgot about Atlantis. No, I just bombed at the box office. It, 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 again, that's what I'm saying. Is, is go to the movies that didn't quite get there. Try Black Cauldron again. You know, like go you know, go give the ones that didn't quite work another go. Stop. Wow, Beauty and the Beast was perfect. Why would you remake that? Anyway, topic for uh, a different show. Quick, quick tangent. I actually read a pretty okay, uh, pretty cool uh, cool article about um the reason why people think that Treasure Planet was unsuccessful is because they didn't uh. They didn't like do any sort of promotion for it. All you saw that year was promotions for Lilo and Stitch. It was Lilo and Stitch, Lilo and Stitch, Lilo and Stitch. Because the guys that made Treasure Planet were the same guys who like did all the storyboarding or animating for like the Disney's biggest hits from the 90s, like Little Mermaid, Lion King, Aladdin, all that. And so Disney was like, no, no. You, oh yeah sure make your little passion project but they didn't back it at all so that they had to keep them around anyway that's again topic okay for time. way yeah. off topic <clears throat> moving on is it, sorry anything else in may i don't know moving on june 2nd spider-man across the uh, spider-verse the sequel yeah. to spider-man enter the spider-verse so that's it. um go ahead scott no sorry um Right now, I haven't seen a trailer or anything. Has any trailer dropped? I don't know. There's a teaser. There's a teaser. So right now, I'm kind of okay with this. I will definitely watch it on streaming if I get a chance to watch it through streaming. But if at any time between now and I get to see it, I see anything that says that Spider-Ham or Spider-Pig or whatever the hell you want to call him is in this movie, I'm fucking out. I'd say it's a good chance because he was in the first one. And I know. And it's stupid. 
And everyone's like, oh, it's spider pig. It's the same reason when people are like, oh, it's frog Thor and alligator Loki. You know what? Screw you. You're dumb. It's shit. It's 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 just there's no reason for it. Get it out of my my storytelling. Okay. It's dumb. I like that. Uh, we we Loki. we know this is. Go ahead, Sarah. It's good. Sorry, Jay. I was just saying, I liked Alligator Loki. Why? Why? Because it's fun to say Loki Gator. He doesn't do anything. It's just an alligator right. with Loki horns. It was funny. There's Moving not, it. There's, 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 there's no context for a joke there. Gonna gonna go right go right past that. So Spider Man uh, across the the Spider Verse. Uh, it's part one of two, which has me a little because <laughs> um, I always hate when they split a movie up into two parts. Uh, but the, the last one was fantastic. Uh, it's the best Spider-Man Sony has done in a very long time. Uh, I love the, the big swings they took with it. Uh, I love the crazy voice cast they got. Um, there's just people who, you know, like uh, Oscar Isaac is in it for one little after credit teaser scene. And I think Chris Pine is in it for all of five minutes at the beginning. Like they got a crazy, awesome uh, voice cast. I'm excited to see which versions of Spider-Man we'll get in this next one. There's apparently like half a dozen different animation styles because every universe is going to get its own animation style, which sounds really cool, uh, but it could also get really old. I don't know. Uh, but the last one deservedly won an Academy Award for Best Animated Picture, so I am down for the sequels uh, so far. Spider-Pig, not a make or break for me. Yeah. See, uh, sorry. The, the, the first one I, I did enjoy. It was good, and, and I'm sure this one's going to have a good story as well. Um, at, at at the end of the first one, there's like a there's like a teaser where you find out that somebody didn't go back to their universe or something. But I forget which one it was. Was it 2099? Yeah, you get Spider Man 2099. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious if they're going to pick up from that point. I know he'll be in it, and I'm pretty sure it's still Oscar Isaac doing the voice. Yeah. So. Um, All right. Yeah. I was to to steal a line from uh, Scott. I am jiggy with it. No, no, no. You owe him a quarter now. That's his nope. line. No, nope, no, sir. That that is that is wrong. You said with. It is not with. It is wit. I am jiggy. Sorry. With it. Sorry. Sorry. Let me try again. I am all the jiggy with that there information, sir. Much better. Much more better. All right, moving on. June 9th. I don't want to be excited for this, but they're hitting me with that 90s nostalgia. Whitney's already on board. Transformers. Rise of the Beasts. Jay, is Beast Wars enough to get you to go see a Transformers movie again? No. Okay. Uh, No. Even though it's not going to be Beast Wars, they're just going to be some of the characters in the movie. I keep trying to break yeah. Whitney. I'm like, Whitney, they're not making a Beast Wars movie. It's just those characters are in a Transformers movie. It's not going to be Beast Wars. She doesn't care. She wants to go see it. Look, they they tried this once, okay, with the whole Dinobots thing. Uh-huh. And what did they do? Nothing. They stood they there. They were in it for about 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah. They, not even 20 minutes. It was like 20 seconds. And what was the point? Nothing. They did nothing. They did absolutely nothing. So we could have giant and, cardboard cutouts in theaters of Optimus Prime riding a T-Rex? That's yeah. why. And then in... Then they, you know, they tried to reboot it. 
and they tried to make a Bumblebee movie. And so then it's like, is this a sequel off of that Bumblebee movie? Or is this a sequel off of the main line of Transformers? And this is, and it's just so convoluted and, bleh, well, and muddy. It is, I, it is a, yeah, it is a bit convoluted. You're right. Uh, however, I don't view Bumblebee as a reboot. There is nothing in Bumblebee that contradicts 1997 Transformers and that that line. I viewed Bumblebee as a prequel to 1997 Transformers. Now, I'm not a big fan of Bumblebee um, because that opening sequence in Bumblebee where they actually gave the fans what they wanted and they gave us, you know, Transformers on Cybertron and stuff looking like Transformers and everything, that's a great opening sequence. really is. After that, we just rehash every Bumblebee joke that's been done in every Transformers movies prior to Bumblebee. It, 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 that, that's all it was. Um, so Wait, I'm not I'm... a big fan of Bumblebee. However, the trailer has kind of got me on board for this one. I, I watched the trailer and I'm like, uh, okay, I'll 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 watch it. I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but they've got me with the trailer, so I'll watch it. Um, I'm confused. What Transformers came out in 1997? I think he means oh, 2007. Sorry. 2007. Sorry, that's not it. <laughs> okay. I got really confused. I am good with Transformers 1996 or 1986. Sorry, 1986. Transformers 1986 is the most awesome Transformers movie ever made. Listen, the first trans childhood, but the first Transformers that I saw with Shia LaBeouf, and that first time that you get that um, that stallion helicopter to turn into the Decepticon. I can't think of his name. It doesn't matter. Blackout. When you get that scene and you're like, holy shit, it's a transformer. And then it, but then after that, it loses all of its luster. Oh, no. See, and and I disagree because the whole scene of the U.S. military engaging Scorponok on station with a a ground team and a Spectre gunship. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean. Sorry, Scott, you misunderstand me. I, the first one I enjoyed, the yes. whole first oh. movie. I'm I saying after the first movie, it's after lost its movie. luster. Okay. Yeah. I, I just want a Transformers movie where the main characters, hear me out, are the Transformers. Where they're not just an added on CGI effect for action scenes, and then we cut to random human actor. For the next 30 minutes. That's all I want out of a Transformers movie. Is make it about the Transformers. Keep dreaming. I know. No, no. They're in it. It's about Shia LaBeouf getting a girl. Okay. They're there. They don't do shit. Okay. They're there to make pee jokes and ball jokes and military porn and Hey, the ball jokes don't come in until the second movie. Yeah, and it keeps getting worse from there. So it's sort of the pot brownie jokes. and It does, yeah. yeah. uh I agree. It gets worse. They get progressively worse. The The whole franchise is downhill about 30 minutes into the first movie. Well, in the second movie, when when we're in the Smithsonian, we open up the hangar and we're in the, 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 uh, the airplane graveyard in Arizona. From the Smithsonian, which is in downtown DC. Like, how can any movie goer, how can anybody sitting in that audience not go, what the fuck? 
Like, do no, they not know their geography? Because those have... movies are the definition of ADHD. Literally what matters in one scene does not matter in the very next scene because Michael Bay has the worst case of ADHD in the world. And he shoots his movies like ADHD. If he gets bored for more than 30 seconds, we do something. There's a joke or something blows up or there's a chase scene or a girl in a skirt walks by or he cannot hold attention. Therefore, the movies are made that way. Therefore, why didn't we remember what happened? Well, because 10 seconds went by and we forgot what happened already. That's Uh, that's the entire franchise. No, see, Scott, you're wrong. I have been to the Smithsonian in downtown Washington, D.C. And and you know you there's a certain door that's marked that you're not supposed to go through ah. uh, and the 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 door says do not enter leads to narnia <laughs> so ah. you once you that's where the ninja that, turtles were when that mountain gun to new york city that's what happened yes see this is what you, you got to look for the special doors that say do not enter leads to narnia I they see. Because then you open it and end up in Arizona. Yes. Yeah, up in Arizona, yeah, or wherever the hell the, the airplane graveyard is. I'm not sure if it's in Arizona or not. I don't know. Right. Yeah. But it's not it's, in DC. Yeah. Out, out the yeah. Uh, not in downtown DC. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can All tell right. the mountains in the background. <laughs> so Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Uh, we're cautiously optimistic. Like I'm on board with it. I'm, okay. I I will be there to watch it. Uh, whether I'll be there too, not, against my will. So yeah, whether it's good or not is is beside the point. But they've got me with the trailer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, June sixteenth, we have Pixar's Elemental. I've watched the trailer. I'm not sure what it's about, but it's Pixar, so it's probably going to be really good and then make you cry. Yeah. Uh, I'll wait. Usually there I'm else. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one, Dave. Just yeah, I'll uh, watch it once it's on Disney Plus. So. All right, Scott, because I'm plowing yeah. right through this one. Okay, no, the same. Yeah, the Pixar element. It's Pixar. If I get a chance to see it, I don't know. I'll watch it, but I, I'm not going to go out of my way to see it. If it happens to be on TV somewhere, yeah, I'll watch it. All right. At the time of this recording, yeah, still scheduled ahead. for release on June 16th, yeah, 2023, and I put a big asterisk next to this one. Because we could do an entire episode just about the production history of this freaking movie. The Flash. Maybe. I feel like at this point, the movie is kind of like a car wreck. We're all going to go see it just to see what the hell. This this, this movie's never getting released. <laughs> that could also happen too, Scott. This, this movie's never getting released. No. It, um, it's going to be right up there with the, the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. I own that movie. It's on my shelf. But it was never released. You're right. You're right. I had to get a bootleg. <laughs> I will go see it in theaters if it is released to theaters, only because of how much they teased the Michael Keaton Batman in the the preview. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you, Jay. I don't give a shit yeah. about the Flash, but if you give yeah. me Michael Keaton as Batman on there, yeah, I don't care two shits about uh what's his, what's his name's Flash. What, what the hell's the actor's name? Yeah, again? Splash. Yeah, the guy that talks to fish. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What the hell's his name? Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. I, I don't give two shits about Ezra Miller's Ezra Miller's Flash. I don't like him as Flash. He's a shitty Barry Allen. Uh, I don't like him in any of the movies that he's in. He's just dumb, and his his characterization of that character is is crappy all the way through. I like I hate everything about him as the Flash. Uh, the only reason I will see this movie if it is ever released is Michael Keaton. 
I think yep. that's our second unanimous. Yep. We're in for some Michael Keaton Batman. Yep. If you want to call it the Flash, okay, sure, it's weird, but we'll go see your Michael Keaton <laughs> Batman movie. Uh, all right, another big. I'm cautiously optimistic. June 30th, in what is touted to be his last ride, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Eh. Okay. Sorry, which one I had a... a I was off comms for a second. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I am looking forward to this to no end. I am cautiously optimistic. I'm going to go I'm see not, it. I want it to be good. I am not cautiously optimistic. I am 100% optimistic. I am completely on board with this because I have loved every Indiana Jones movie. I will agree that some are better than others because I'm not a big fan of Temple of Doom. That's neither here. That's a debate for another one. I like Crystal Skull. I have no problems with it. And I am looking forward to Dial of Destiny. Eh. Yeah, no, eh. It's, it's Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. It's Saturday morning. Um, uh, cereal. Was, cereal, yes. Yeah, Saturday morning cereal. It's, you know, if for some odd reason you can accept the uh, the minecart ride from hell in, in Temple of Doom, but you hate stuff that's the exact same shit in, in Crystal Skull, you know what? Uh, screw you. It's the same shit. Not going to debate indie movies here. Just going to say about this yeah. film, from what little we've seen, uh, I'm excited... The de-aging thing has been very much a double-edged sword. Great idea. I feel like no one's ever quite perfected it. Marvel's done some really good stuff, especially like Ant-Man and the Wasp. Because uh, they, you know, they, they've always said with, with the technique they use, the more reference material they have of that actor at that age, the better they can get it. And there's plenty of Harrison Ford at that age. The stuff we've seen in the teaser trailer looks pretty damn good. I love that we're even using that to get flashbacks to, to classic indie and juxtaposed, juxtaposed against current indie. Um, I'm curious how much of that we'll get. Is it just an opening credit scene? Is it are we going to get flashbacks throughout the story to something he went for back in the day, and now it's come back into play again? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Spielberg is producing, Lucas is producing, but not writing or directing. So that's i don't know how i don't know i don't know there's a lot of things up in the air with this movie but but i'm still enough of an indie fan i will go to it opening day and i am hoping i'm rooting for the movie i'm not going to see it the same way i would go see transformers or fast x be like wow how bad is this gonna be like i'm going to see man i hope this is good uh because i love the character and i want to see him get uh um his due uh even though he already had a perfect ending but again different show um so yeah, I'm, I'm there opening day. Yeah, personally, from from what little I've seen and everything, uh, I I'm, I'm hoping, uh, and I think that uh, we're gonna get the de-aged flashbacks to World War II or pre-World War II and the Nazis and everything, uh, kind of interspersed with the story because we're gonna be. I think we're gonna be telling two parallel stories, like the present, the quote unquote present day indie, and the flashback indie story. Because whatever the dial of destiny is, it's going to be like the uh, uh, the mystical artifact that lets you basically kind of go back and change one decision. You know, like if there's one regret in your life, the dial of destiny can can refix that. Uh, and so 
basically were going to lead up to him getting the dial and him having to go back and or have the dilemma. Do I go back and change the one thing from the parallel story? And in an ideal world, that parallel story that he ultimately changes is him giving his younger self uh, a prophylactic when uh, being with Mary and Mary and, and preventing the birth of Mutt. Um, I want to see him getting out a calendar and tracking back to figure out the <laughs> night that Mutt was conceived to know when to go back to hand himself a rubber. Yeah. Uh, well, and as much as much as I do like the Crystal Skull, I uh, my only concern with that is the the, the name of the character Mutt because we <coughs> Indy Indiana is the name of the dog in you know Last Crusade. So because Indiana because Indiana Jones named himself after the dog we decided to name his son the character mutt like i just don't get that the, the, i thought that, mutt was a nickname it is a nickname but okay. but, it's, but it's still a character name from the writers okay like the writers said well let's call him mutt you know because indy's named after the dog and another name for a dog is a mutt all right. That. Moving on. all right sorry that's okay july we are deep in summer movie territory uh this next one i'm gonna go through pretty quick because i don't even think there's a poster out for it yet and i forgot there was even the fourth <laughs> one uh but in city what, what, what's got so I, I was gonna ask i was just gonna throw this out here real quick because we're up to july yes we we're at the hour and a half mark ish we're gonna keep going and this is gonna be a two-parter is what's gonna happen i was gonna say are, are we are we gonna make this a two-parter we are. I think we should make it a two-parter. I it's a two-parter, and here's where part one's going to end, kids. So, if you want to hear the rest of the summer movie season, tune in to the next show. Till then, this has been your weekly Nerd Alert.